are back on the hottest show in America, as we've deemed it for weeks upon weeks, and we just proved it again in week 13. We're going to try to do it again in week 14. This week on the Sunday card, Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, back with you, fresh, feeling good, feeling healthy after a couple of double four and one weeks. Our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, also feeling ripe this morning as we record in this Thursday morning. Browns minus seven hits the bet the narrative. Everybody wins. I mean, can we not? I mean, yes, there are a couple of things that we're still trailing. But, Matt, let's not complain. Four and one, four and one. Who's going to complain about that? I, I, four and one, two and all, the mind melts. Uh, so, I, and, you know, picking – Two biggest games of the weekend as well that we are mm. on the right side of. So that feels pretty good. I know you are absolutely eating it up, eating it up. The teacher, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, had to show the student the way one more time in San Francisco. And, and that was a great Brock Purdy Bowl. All of a sudden, yeah. I, th- I know I know you were probably nervous as much as I was. And then Mr. Irrelevant looked pretty damn good going against Miami. So that's, uh, again, what you said. We both said is that San Fran's defense is legit and that Miami's defense is very suspect for a playoff run. He did pretty good, didn't he? I mean, that was that was pretty I'll be honest. And let's just get right to it because I'm gonna just go balls deep here. That was the perfect example of why Tua is not an MVP candidate. And I'll tell you why. I because opened a can of worms. On yes, you did. Because look at those first two touchdowns. The two touchdowns that he threw, okay? The first one is on a opening play of the game. The first play, you see it right before the snap. Who goes in motion? Tyreek. Tyreek. And the whole Niners defense goes, get him. And Jaden Sherfield is open, right? Or Trent Sherfield, whatever the heck his name is, on a slant route that took about five yards to throw. And he took it 75 yards because they were overloaded on Hill. Any quarterback in the league. Next touchdown pass. Deep ball. Tyreek Hill open by at least five yards. Touchdown. And that's Tyreek Hill. And it just shows me that he's not even the MVP on his own team. Hill makes this team go. And look, I could bash to it till the cows come home. Is he having a good year? Absolutely. He's having a really good year. But the narrative that has been built about him is just overbearing to me. And it proved again that he got sped up on a lot of misses. Orlovsky can give him all the excuses in the world that these aren't misses and all this stuff. I don't want to hear it. I mean, this was the week that, you know, I feel kind of vindicated. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he definitely, he looked like he was hurried up. He was, you know, when, when the pressure was coming, he was very inaccurate on a lot of these throws as well. And, and again, Kind of, obviously, like I said, same system across the aisle there, and it's kind of almost opens your eyes when, again, a last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy can come in, and in that same style of system that Miami's running, they're running the same kind of thing, beat them outright. You know, it is it is almost a, another point to yours that you could kind of just fill anybody in because it's the system, the system, the system. Well, then let's – that's just one, though. That just is just one of the many games that we've won. We'll go through them right now real quick on the review. The other one that we won – Cincinnati Bengals. I feel pretty good about that one because Cincinnati continues to slay the Chiefs. I mean, they own them. And I just want to read Warren Sharp's tweet really quick because I thought it was unbelievable when I saw the stat line. It's the defense of the Bengals. Held Patrick Mahomes to 11 of 18, 7.1 yards per per attempt, a negative 0.24 expected points adjusted per attempt, 42% success rate, which was the lowest mark for Patrick Mahomes since 2019. And he was pressured on 42% of his dropbacks and they blitzed one time. I mean, unbelievable game plan. Credit all of it to the Bengals defense and Joe Burrow's still pretty good. I was going to say, definitely the defense is what got them to that point in the fourth quarter. But then old Joey B, old Joe Burr, man, I mean, big throw after big throw on third down. Include that, mm-hmm. I mean, the last one to ice the game stepping right into a guy coming in to kill him and fits it in a tight window on, on like a third and eight or something like that to, to, to get the first down and ice the game. Not a lot of guys you can think of right now that you'd rather have in the fourth quarter to kind of to close out a game in a tight game. I mean, they, the Bengals are rolling right now. The Bengals are absolutely rolling heading into the playoffs. 
are they a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't see how you how you can how you can rule them out. Tied with Baltimore now, and Baltimore is going to be without Lamar for a couple of games. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the perfect opportunity for them to jump this part, you know, jump them in the division. We did say they were plus four thirty to win the division what a week ago. Yeah, and, and as and, because their schedule was so difficult. But uh-huh. again, I mean, you know, they got another hard one this week. But maybe they're that good. <laughs> maybe yeah, they're maybe just they're just gonna find a way. Yeah, maybe they will. Uh, let's do your games first. The Rams. Oh that was pretty ballsy, wasn't it? I mean, that what a ballsy thing to do. And they almost cut through the money line too, which I I think um I think I had in the money line round robin. I had them. So kudos to you. I never thought that had a chance, and it did. No, there was a certain point that it was like I think it was like second quarter. It was when um Metcalf and Jalen Ramsey really started going at each other, uh-huh. and then you saw both teams come out and like. It looked like it was a high school football game starting. They had the whole huddle going, and they're all jumping in unison. Like, like it was like again. It's where it's one of those things when we talk about these divisional games. It's like those two teams legit hate each other. And then mm-hmm. you know, there's the Bobby Wagner like motivation. Like he was he was getting that defense absolutely fired up. Uh, you know, at a certain point, there's just I know they're a bad team, but again, there's guys in that team like Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey. They're like, we're sick of freaking losing. Like we're gonna like put an effort up here. Obviously, they couldn't close it out, but. Both teams were very highly motivated to try and win that game. So that was a nice one. And again, buy them at the very bottom of the barrel. And getting them to win. And now they get Baker Mayfield. How much more entertaining can this team be, the Rams? I mean, that's going to be a whole other conversation. Finally, how about the tie? <laughs> that that this... works out for you, huh? Giants tie with the Commanders. I mean, I lost that game 10 different ways as that was going on. <laughs> and again, I don't know if you had this as well. I had the under 40 and a half in that game. So oh, you for, lucky. For, I, again, I got to a certain point where I'm like, well, I can't win both of them. And then there's about two minutes left. And I was like, we might just win both of them here. I was rooting for a tie so hard. Poor our friend Nick was watching with us. He was a Giants fan. He's like, there's no way they're about to tie. I was like, we are absolutely about to tie this game right now. That was fantastic. That was absolutely fantastic. That's why you always take the underdog in a uh, NFC East mashup because weird, ugly things happen especially between those two teams. You're walking on a cliff with the under and the Giants plus two and a half. That's unbelievable hit. Uh, for me, the Raiders. And look, they've just figured it out defensively. I don't yeah. know what they did, but again, the Chargers continue to be a disappointing football team. Raiders went outright. Um, Carr had one of his better games. Jacobs was able to run the football, like we said. They've been running the ball a lot more effectively. McDaniels did not get bored doing it. Um, Devontae Adams continues to now show why he's been the best receiver in the league for the last couple of years, leading the league in targets now, uh, going off and a lot less catches than some of the other leaders, but the same amount of yards. He's just a beast. The Raiders just continue to be really, really good, and I'm really happy about them. And then Pittsburgh, you know, it was kind of like a two ships in the night kind of thing. Uh, they found their quarterback. but This guy, he can ball. And if he takes the next step next year, he actually, honest to God, this is very weird, but his play style kind of reminds me of Joe Burrow a little bit uh, in the way he able he's able to, you know, step into throws, throw it down the field. He's he's very, very, you know, aware of his surroundings and who's where on the defense. It's just interesting. He's got a little bit of that in him without the swagger, I guess you would say, but the same kind of play style. Yeah, he's, he's been playing really well. He's like, you know, he's balling down the stretch. He's, he's really like scratching and clawing to win these games, obviously, with that tough defense. They're trying to get back to 500. I mean, like, again, they, they've got now they've got Baltimore this week without Lamar. And they're they're in a very interesting spot. Uh-huh. Obviously, there's a lot of other teams in the AFC. Like there's there's just a, a, a clog coming up at the at the wild card spot for that seventh wild card spot. Uh, uh-huh. with your your guys, two teams uh-huh. right there. Um so it might be hard for them to crack in, but again, it's a week-to-week league. Anything can happen. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really looking forward to anything like that because I know if the Pats win the next two games, they're eight and six. Oh, they're good again. No, it's not working out. The only one that we lose, I lose on the Jets, and really a heartbreaker. Tough. I mean, Lou, I, I, I mean, we had it six ways sideways. Braxton Barrios dropping the ball in the end zone. But how come the – I just cannot believe how lucky the Vikings have gotten in these games. What, did they give up 500 yards to the Jets and won and covered the number by one yard? I mean, 
it doesn't get more ridiculous than that. Mike White is averaging something like 340 yards in the last two games <laughs> passing. <laughs> so uh, Braxton Berrios is dead to me for the time being. We'll see what happens after this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's a heartbreaker. It stings. It's painful. It's one you should win. And here we are. Now it's uh, it's the same old Jets. It's, you know, they, they, I see this is what I don't like. I like starting the season. No expectations. We're not going anywhere. We're not making the playoffs. All right. It's a nice little hole I dig myself in so that I could not watch football on Sunday and I already know what happens. But now we kind of look good. <laughs> so I have to pull my bootstraps up and get ready for disappointments like this. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm really not. I, I don't like this. I like being good, but I don't like when it comes down to this. And the Vikings are very lucky. Uh, hey, how about some respect to Justin Jefferson? Can we put him in your top five for MVP? Can we get Geno Smith out uh, of it? Maybe. And put JJ He's in He's going to be Offensive Player of the Year. Absolutely. Wow. Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, I think Diggs has just done a lot, and Hill is leading mm -hmm. the league. The problem is Jefferson's not really leading the league in anything. And he's like one or two. He's like two or three in every category. And then all those other guys, Hill, Diggs, Adams, are all the same. It's like he's got swag, though. He's, he's so he does have some swag, yeah. and I think he's the best receiver in football. You know that. So no, I think um, so. <laughs> he's a monster. He's a different cat. I no think he's the best. I just think it's funny how like you still, even when you're winning, you're miserable. <laughs> like, I, I can't. Whichever way you look at it, I can't win. <laughs> so the lo the losses hurt more with expectations. It's that's sick. awesome. That is awesome. Um, and then Tennessee, uh, just a bad S stepped pick. in it. Just yeah. stepped in it. Public Philly dog. Had him. Philly had him from the from the get go. Yeah, just AJ Brown's ridiculous, unbelievable. That, that throw and catch where he just basically picked it right off the top of the defender's shoulder pad, unbelievable. Are we ready to come into my camp and say Hurts MVP or no? I think he's got to be right now, especially Mahomes the loss this last game and really just not great numbers like you said earlier. Allen hasn't has had a few down weeks now with, you know, since his injury, he didn't kind of put up the monster numbers to keep up. Yeah. I don't, it's gotta be Jalen hurts. Lamar's going down now too. Even though he's been playing like crap over the past month. Burrow's really I, the only other guy that I could. That's up. what I was going to say. Burrow's kind of like the come from behind, like horse. We're turning around that, you know, that fourth wall here and, and, and <laughs> coming down the stretch with, with number nine. So yeah, I think that's, that's, those are the two I think you gotta be looking at. The beauty of hurts last week was that he had 12 yards rushing at 380 yards passing. It was incredible. But he's just um, a rushing quarterback. But he's just a rushing quarterback. <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you, and he's going to get his contract, and the contract is sounding like it could be in the $50 million range. I mean, it is serious, serious consideration when we do our top five. He's going to have to – I know it's one year, but we're going to have to start really looking, you know. He's an MVP candidate. That's pretty good. Under the weather, loses on the stupid Packers killing us. Maddie, I know you took the Bears off the show. Um, that just absolutely stabs you right in the heart. And it's typical Rodgers. It's his second home. Yeah, I just – as soon as I knew Fields was playing, uh, like I said, I, I, it, they kind of saved me. It probably saved me from putting him in on the show if I knew that he was healthy when, when we recorded last week. Mm -hmm. uh, but I saw he was healthy. It was still four and a half. I said, this is just the opportunity. The Bears, <laughs> they've got to do it. No, it's just the same old song and dance. I even looked – again, I have had that bet. I was watching with Lou. Yeah, I think it was when they were down 16 to 10, the Packers. I was like, this is probably the right time to go check that live line of the Packers here. Uh, cause it it just you could just feel it in the air. Yeah. Tough, tough break for us there on on two ends. And it really it wouldn't have hit anyway with the Jets losing and the Colts losing, uh, embarrassingly, absolutely getting pummeled. That was the worst call of my life. But Bengals did win and we ended up taking it out. There's just when I said it was going to happen, I think I made it worse. Yeah, I think, look, I haven't been coming in very prepared with the parlay because I'm not feeling it. I have a parlay. Good. It's locked in. Mm. I said it as soon as we started recording the show. It is in on FanDuel. So it's it's the official parlay of the week. We're not wavering anymore coming into the final two seconds of the show. Thank the Lord above. Let's get after it then, shall we? I am 39, 25, and four. Maddie is 40, 25, and three. Lou on the bet, the narrative, eight, nine, and one now after the win for Cleveland. Under the weather is nine and four. And Magic Money Parlay, we need it. One and 12, minus 7.4 units. But all we need is one, and we're right back in it. So let's get after it. Let us begin. 
Matty, I'll let you go first. Uh, unless you want to punt. No, I'll pick first. I'll pick first. Yeah, let's just get right into this one. Because, again, this is one that probably had a couple teams that we've thought about shadow banning. And I've I've tried to just pretend this team doesn't exist for basically most of the season. But there's a certain spot that they find themselves in that I have to back them. And I hope that we could just ride one more time. <laughs> we've got to take the Denver Broncos. Well, it's nine and a half at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I mean, this one, you've got – we talked about Patrick Mahomes' big dog. I, I'm looking at this from a, a point of how I think this game is going to go, and it's how every Broncos game has gone. They are 11-1 and one to the under this year. All of these games go under. I think this total is at 43.5 right now. So you've got – more than likely this game is going to be a very, very low-scoring game. Nine and a half points in division. This is exactly when you want to go against Patrick Mahomes. Straight up. He has never lost a road game in division, which is insane. He is 15-0 in division, straight up. And as over a touchdown favorite or more, he is 7-0, straight up. But he's 1-6 against the spread in those games. And this is what this Broncos team does, is they play a game in the teens where both teams are scoring no more than 24 points and making it ugly with the defense. I don't have anything to say for the offensive side. I think we need... 12 points out of Brandon McManus. If we can get four field goals out of Brandon McManus here, I think that we could keep Patrick Mahomes to around 17, 20, 23 points, something like oh. that. I would not hopefully not 23 if we only get 12, but I think that they can just make it ugly and try and find a way to back, you know, backdoor this or, or just make it ugly in this divisional game. Give me the Broncos plus nine and a half. Gulp. Uh, yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing good about it. But it's a spot, and we got a short card, a short board this week. So, what what are we gonna do? Let's gulp ride. Mind meld plus nine and a half. Is <laughs> my number five. Does it get any grosser than the puke offense versus the Prince of Darkness? I mean, it just doesn't get any grosser. But Matt, you're right. Defensively, I went back and looked at the numbers. They're top three in like every category. They're second yards per attempt. They're third in passer rate, third and third down D, first in red zone D, second in D yards per play, first in punts per play, first in opponent's points per play, and they're second in points per game. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous how good their defense is. And it is so sad that they get let down every week. And you're right. There's nothing to argue for the offense. You plead the fifth on the offensive side of the football. But, like you said, he's 1-6 and six against the spread as a 7-point favorite. He's also 28-33-1 in his career as a 3.5-point favorite or more. And Russell Wilson, I know it's his first year with the Broncos. As a home dog, he's 8-3 and three against the spread. And this is the most points he has ever been in his career as a dog. So to me, that looks pretty good. He's also 13 and six as a divisional home dog, and he's five and oh as a dog of a touchdown or more. Russell Wilson is. Whatever you want to say about Seattle, fine, better team, better coaching. It's gonna be tough having this as my own. This is my only 4 p.m. game that <laughs> I'm on in this whole thing, and that's what I have to watch. So God bless it. By the way, just a historical fact. Denver can become the first team to score the least amount of points and allow the least amount of points since 1946 when the Pittsburgh Steelers did it. This is historically bad offense. 69% of the bets are on Kansas City. 64% of the money is on Denver. I'll take it too. Broncos plus nine and a half. I hate it. Plug your nose and take it. Just with, mm-hmm. like you said, let's ride. Hopefully just one last time this season because I, I can't, can't, do I can't imagine doing it again. No, <laughs> this is literally it. So if you got them against the Ravens, kudos to you. Good job. Uh, do not take the money line. Mahomes wins these games. Nope. Do not take the money do line. Do not. I'm not even thinking about it. It's not in the part. Scratch it out. No, I'm just kidding. Not even <laughs> thinking about it in the parlay. I love it. I love it. Number four, Matty. Number four. Oh, this is another dog that's kind of interesting here. This one might find. This was, was in consideration for the parlay. Uh, and it's a team that we just kind of referenced, uh, Russell Wilson's old team. Uh, hmm. But I know that we love cat dogs on this show. <laughs> and I'm not going to take this public darling 
that has been down going on a downturn these past few weeks. So I am taking Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers going into Seattle, uh, catching four points. Uh, and again, I, I know that the name Sam Darnold has been bad, but again, last week against the Broncos or two weeks ago against the Broncos looked pretty good. Looked pretty damn good. Was able to move the ball. And the Panthers have been a decent team when Baker Mayfield's off their quarterback. I mean, with PJ Walker, we saw a couple weeks after that, he had, you know, a couple good, good games. And, and now Sam Darnold's looked pretty decent. And it's as long as it's not Baker Mayfield back there, this Carolina team is not too bad. They are coming off of a bye. Um, and they had a couple injuries before that. So they're they're looking like their injury report's a little bit healthier this week. Uh, their defense since Steve Wilkes has taken over is 11th in EPA per play. Uh, and they are allowing under 10 yards per completion. So I think that this Seattle offense relies on explosive plays between DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Ken Walker, which Ken Walker is banged up and might not, you know, that right there is going to be able to limit their, the explosiveness that that uh, Seattle offense has. And I think that this Carolina defense is, is playing pretty well. And I think that they can, they can muck this one up enough again. And JC Horn has been a beast this year. Uh, I, I have JC Horn snap, uh, stats on 361 coverage snaps this year. JC Horn is only allowed 132 yards receiving seven of seven catches on 32 attempts coming his way. Um, so that means, I mean, he's going to probably play against Lockett and against Metcalf in this game. Uh, again, try and take away some of those explosive plays. And I, I just think the spot is good. You know, these underdogs between three and 10 um, and it's underdogs of more than a field goal with a total of 47 or less this season, or sorry, not yet this season, 54, 32 against the spread 63%. Um, so I just think this is a good spot for Carolina. No Baker Mayfield in sight. I noticed Sam Darnold going into Seattle, a tough place to play, which makes me a little bit nervous here, but uh, that's why it's only my number four play of the week. Yeah, it's in my lanes. Um, and I think, I mean, I, if you can get it at four, that would be ideal because I think that this definitely has the potential, either backdoor cover potential, the Carolina defense playing better. Seattle's offense is still rolling. Um, so it's going to be difficult, but I do think Carolina has the goods defensively to get, at least put some pressure on Geno. Brian Burns, get after him and get him moving a little bit. Not necessarily keeping getting him outside of the pocket, but keeping him in that pocket so that he he's not going to hurt you with your feet. Yeah, it's, it's reluctant, but it's an odd confidence I have. This is probably six out probably for me. Yeah, and again, the Seattle defense – Maybe not as good as, you know, there was the beginning of the season, Seattle defense, where we knew they were bad. And then they were like, oh, maybe they're kind of good in these middle few weeks. Past couple weeks, it's not been, again, we saw John Wolford, Ben Skoranek move the ball pretty decently last week on them. They did. That, they they did indeed. And and, and it got to give you a little bit of confidence, at least. And the fact that they won that game as well, um, maybe they, you know, have a little bit of a letdown this week. Number four for me, I don't love this, but. There are just some teams, everybody's got that team that they just can't seem to beat. And this is Shiesty's kryptonite. I'm going to take Cleveland plus six in Cincinnati and get off the Cincinnati train. Um, and the reason being, and it's well documented, this man is 0-4 in his career versus the Cleveland Browns. For some ungodly reason, the Browns are the team that has his number. And not that he hasn't had good days against them. There's been games where he's thrown for 380 yards against them. They just can't seem to win these games. Deshaun Watson, he got his first game jitters out. I expect Cleveland to get back to running the football, using play action. They were terrible offensively against the Texans. They got a lot of special teams plays, a lot of defensive touchdowns um, to cover that number and win the game outright. I think they get it right this week. And if Cleveland can get Joe Burrow into third down situations, I think they can actually win this game. The last three weeks, they are the number one third down defense in the league. They've been playing a lot better. They've been tackling a lot better. They're also only giving up 6.4 yards per attempt in the last three weeks. That is top five in the NFL. So Burrow's going to want to go out explosive play. But I do think that they can shorten this game down, get Nick Chubb, run the football, and then – play that defense that they're capable of playing, it's going to be a little bit of a hard test for them. I do, I do think Cincinnati can win. It's probably going to win this game. I do. But it could be one of those things 
where you may sprinkle on the money line just because it seems like Cleveland has their number. I want to see, I want to see if Watson has gotten the jitters out of his system. You got to throw out a lot of the numbers with Cleveland on this one because it's just a spot play. I don't want to go into the numbers. It's just a spot play for me. 74% of the bets are on Cincinnati. 60% of the money is on Cleveland. It's a sharp play. A lot of good sharp plays this week that I really like. Cleveland is one of them. Just a wee too bit too, uh, too many points. If this was like four, I'd be like, hmm, that might be something for Cincinnati. Six, a little too high for me. I'll take the Browns. Yeah, no, I said well documented that after after the one earlier this year uh, on Halloween where they just the Browns just absolutely dominated with Jacoby. You know, I mean, it's more of the defensive matchup here. This defense seems to just match up well, like you said, against Burrow, against these receivers, and and, and kind of knows what they're trying to do with this game plan. So um, um, you got to think that Watson's going to look a little bit better that, or they can get a touchdown every which way besides offensively, like they did last week. Uh, fumbled snaps, punt returns, all this other stuff that they did. So no, I like this play here. It's 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 not a mind melt for me. This is also this is probably my sixth one out. I was just I don't know. Cincinnati is rolling hot right now, so I'm just a little nervous. I'm just nervous that again this is they're they're getting tuned up for the playoffs and that again it, Joe Burrow is going to beat this team eventually throughout his career. I think so. So I just I just didn't get in the way of it this week. Well, it is a divisional dog, and I know it's not a home divisional dog, but Cleveland's pretty close to Cincinnati. <laughs> so, I mean, they're right there. Um, so this is kind of a little bit of logic for me on, on Cleveland. And don't forget about Miles Garrett. He usually dominates in these games as well. Game Number right. three. Yep, absolutely. Number three. Well, yeah, so you mentioned divisional dog. I mean, there is a ton of divisional games uh-huh. this week. Um, I'm trying to, do I have divisional games the rest of the way for my picks? I believe I do. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Uh, we are, and we, are, and we already had one. So, uh, this one, one of the most classic divisional games you can get AFC North matchup. I know that Lamar Jackson is out, but this is all about defense in this one, baby. I'm going to take Baltimore plus two and a half against Pittsburgh. Now I know mm. like, so we were just talking about. Mr. Kenny Pickett earlier in the show. Uh, but I, I, as good as he's been, you know, making some, some in some tight spots and getting through, they haven't necessarily played the creme de la creme of defense just recently. And I think that Baltimore is just getting absolutely rolling right now with their defense. And with Lamar being out, he has he hasn't played that well over this past month. That offense has not really been working. So I'm I'm gonna wonder if they maybe simplify things a little bit more with Tyler Huntley, just kind of get back to basics. I, I get it, and I think that the defense of the Ravens is going to be able to stop this ball, um, stop a rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett. Uh, it's kind of one of those things we always talk about with these good coaches between Sean Payton and, and Bill Belichick going against rookies. John Harbaugh since 2008, uh, rookie quarterbacks are six and 19 against him in the regular season. Uh, when he started with the Ravens. So this is just another one where I think that they're going to be able to, to, to heat up Kenny. I think that this is like a, you know, this is like a 12 to 10 game. Like it's going to be super ugly. Like we've expected Kenny's they've also played two games at a dome. I don't know if that really means anything, but coming back out, maybe in some elements now uh, for, for old Kenny two gloves might be a little bit difficult uh, for the small hand man out there in Pittsburgh. They've also been really relying on the run a lot more since the bye week, since, you know, this Pittsburgh offense has looked better and, and the Ravens run defense right now. is just, is just gobbling people up. So uh, this one is just, again, these are a divisional game that I'm always going to take the side. I wish Baltimore was catching three here. I'd feel a lot better about it. Uh, I I'm that's the one, this is the one pick I'm waiting on until Sunday to hope that this gets up because whether it's two and a half or two, I'm not really super worried about it, but I'm just waiting to see if this can pop uh, for a three. But again, I just, I just think it's the right time to, to get off of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's won three of the last four straight up. Meanwhile, Baltimore has dropped three in a row against the spread. So I think public opinion here, people are rising on Pittsburgh, loving Kenny, loving the rookie, and maybe been burned a couple weeks in a row now and losing some bets on Baltimore. So I think that public opinion is going the other way. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, zig and zag against that and, and take the Ravens here plus two and a half. So, so here's my problem with this game is this is always that close game. It always feels like it's landing on three, like yeah. I, every single time this game goes and Huntley as, as well as he filled in last year, wasn't able to win those games last yeah. year either. You got Greg Roman calling 
reverse passes with James Prochet throwing into triple coverage. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, and Roman's like halfway out the door. Looks like he's headed to Stanford. So I, I don't know. Like this, this game really weirds me out. It's a divisional game. This is going to be one of those classic 2008, 2007 Steelers, Ravens, low scoring. I'm not worried about the offenses in this game. I'm worried about what your defense holds. That's what I'm worried about. And, and, and you know, because I don't think the offenses are going to put up a lot of points in this game. And the Steelers are playing better offensively. I, I don't know what to do with the Ravens anymore. I just, I really don't. I hope they make the playoffs. Obviously, like, they're my Super Bowl pick. But, you know, to me, this game just always seems to come right down to the wire it almost feels to me like if you're at two and a half, you take the Steelers. If you're at three, you take the Ravens. Like that that's yeah. where I that's where I feel about this game. So th- this is this is all you, brother, on this one. This is one of my this is used to be the best rivalry in in the NFL. I don't know if it is anymore, but I don't know. Th- this is close. Hold, I'm gonna try and get there on the leg of Justin Tucker in this game. That's really the back of the, <laughs> that's de- the back one. of the defense and the leg of Justin Tucker. I like it. I like it a lot. I am also taking a divisional game as my number three pick. And look, normally I don't like to do this. I don't like to take favorites like this. But I am going to go because last week, Lewis, you let me down. And now you just you never go against the family. You're just in New York. You never go against the family. And I'm trying to – this is – we're a family here, and they let us down. So now I'm going to take the Bills – Minus nine and a half, and it's a huge number. And the Bills are at home, and I get it. The Jets already beat them this season, but I think the Bills, and maybe this is just me seeing what I saw Thursday and just being absolutely just disheartened and frustrated and seeing that the Bills are, I think, ready to go on the run now. Like, they are ready to go on the run. I know Von Miller is out, and – they got some bad news. It's a bad mamma jamma going right now. The Jets, what they did last week, it feels like the Bills are going on a tear. This is the only top 10 DVOA matchup of the week. The Jets are eighth, I'm sorry, ninth DVOA as a team. The Bills are number one DVOA as a team. And different about how Kirk Cousins played against good defenses and how he hasn't been very good and last week was able to cover that number the Jets are dealing with Josh Allen, and he thrives against these types of defenses. Against defenses giving up 20 points per game or less, Josh Allen is 14-3-1 in his career against the spread. He has also never failed to cover three straight games at home in his career. He has lost his last two against the spread at home. Allen also finishes these games really, really well in December. The Jets might be in it in the second half, in the, fir- in the first half. But in the second half, Josh Allen nails in December. 13-4-1 against the spread in the second half since 2020. He has been awesome at closing out these games. The Bills have been really good at this time of year. And Buffalo, after that win against the Patriots, like I said, looking to get home field is extremely important to them. They know what's at stake. They know that the Kansas City Chiefs are coming. They know that Cincinnati now is a big-time threat. They need to push for home field advantage. They have the Dolphins coming up as well. These are the games they need to get going. And the Jets are on their second straight road game, their third road game in the last four weeks against a really good defense this week in Buffalo. I know Mike White's playing well, but now we've had a couple of weeks to, 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 to see him in the limelight against the Bears and the Vikings defenses which we've said one's very overrated and one's is not very good. This is a real defense this week, and I think the Bills are going to show it. 62% of the bets are on the Jets, 79% of the money on the Bills, minus 9.5, getting it under that 10 number. I think it probably lands around 10 or 11. Circle the wagons. Give me the Bills. That's it. Lou, go ahead. Who did the Bills beat last week? Uh, the New England Patriots. All right. That's all I needed to hear. I'm done. <laughs> all right. No, I got it. I Okay. Now I see. Now I understand. They must be playing lights out then if they beat the Patriots. It's- They're world beaters. I mean, how do they take down the New England uh, Patriots? It, it's just nine and a half is a lot of points. It is. 
That's a lot Stop. of points for a divisional game. Mm-hmm. All right. Different That's, time of year. It's a statement for Dave. I don't care what time. It's football time. It's been the same. Yeah, time it is. Game. It is football time. And this is this is this is not when the Jets typically play well in December. This is not the same old Jets. I, I know it's, we're not it's not about the you know <laughs> past records of Jets teams. Clearly, as I said in the beginning of the show, I am not used to this. All right. So a new song and dance. Uh-huh. Nine and a half, a lot of points. But uh-huh. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think we'll beat them, but I think nine and a half is a lot of points. I want to know how many points the Jets score in this game because I just don't think the Jets have played a very good defense the last few weeks. They played when they played New England, we saw what happened, and that was all Zach Wilson. That's definitely true. And Mike White has definitely been more consistent, but we have not seen Mike White play against a solid defense. And and this is one of them. So let's see. Von Miller is out for the year, unfortunately. Yeah, he hasn't played the last few weeks anyway. I mean, has he been playing? When is it when is the last time Von Miller played? In it, it, it was like three weeks ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, three, three weeks ago. So uh so, yeah, he wasn't even there on Thanksgiving. So um all right, number two. Uh well, it's you you were talking New York football, and we talked New York football last week. But I'm sticking my mine mine did did me right. It brought me a little gift basket, gave me a nice tied it in a bow. Uh give me the New York Giants here plus seven Ooh. at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think that this line is just a little too inflated after uh Philadelphia put a absolute whooping on the Titans last week. Like we said, uh and so I'm going against Philly two weeks in a row here, and I know that. That can be a little dangerous, but again, I just think again. Now we're back in division. We have motivation from both these sides, uh, and and the Giants again. The Giants are still fighting for a playoff spot here, so I think that they are going to be very highly motivated uh, to compete in this game. And if you look at the Eagles' splits this year, their their home and road splits are very very different. Um, Jalen Jalen Hurts in his career home and road, Hurts is two and three straight up, one and four against the spread on the road versus NFC East opponents. Against the spread in his career uh, total, he is 11-4-1 against the spread at home, 5-11 and against the spread on the road. Uh, I just, again, second time these teams have, have, have met up here uh, this season. I think that the Giants are going to do what they do, make these games ugly. Uh, no matter how many of their offensive wide receivers and weapons are hurt, as long as Barkley's there, they just always find a way to like get some of these guys involved that I've never heard of before. And, and you know, Darius Slayton gets going all of a sudden as soon as everybody's hurt. Uh, like he can't be a third wide receiver behind two good guys. He's only got to be he's got to be the one last man standing to make any sort of impact on this team. Um, so I just think that this line got way too blown up because of the Eagles' dominant win last week. Everybody thinks that their world beaters can't be beaten, but uh, I, I like the Giants to again at least keep this one close. And maybe get any sort of like a miracle like we did on Thanksgiving with the back door against uh, Dallas. Always, always going to take the dog in these NFC East ugly games, especially mm-hmm. a divisional dog catching over a touchdown in December. Give me the Giants. Matt, you know how much I absolutely love the Philadelphia Eagles. You know how much I despise the organization of Big Blue. But unfortunately, we're going to have to mind melt this week because I love I like the Giants here with way too many points. I mean, just too many points. Seven. Again, this is one that I can get on. And I know I just took the Bills minus nine and a half. This is a little yeah, bit of really a opposite there. Yeah, very different. Sir. I, to me, this is different circumstances. I think Philly, as good as they played last week, they are still young. They're still inexperienced. They still have, you know, stuff to prove. I think that a lot of people, and I think the Giants are better at mucking up games. They just are. There's nothing statistically I can tell you about this that, oh, the Giants are better at this, Giants better at that, because the Eagles just dominate every single statistical category. It's just what it is. But, like you said, Jalen Hurts is much better at home than he is on the road. Daniel Jones versus the Eagles in his career is 3-1 and one against the spread. He's also 11-5 and five against the division against the spread in his career. And as a dog, the Giants are 7 and 1 in his career against uh this year. 7 and 1 against the spread this year as a dog are the Giants. Pretty good. Here's a system play that will make you say, "Huh, that's very interesting." And I think it's a reason why you should take the Giants. In December or later, 
teams with a 90% complete 90% win percentage. Those teams are 25, 53, and 1 in the last 20 years against the spread. On the road, those teams are 8, 32, and 1. It is very rare to have a team this late in the season with one loss or no losses. It's very rare. And the Eagles are one of those teams. So it's kind of a system play that you got to do. Um, the Giants' defense must make this game sloppy. That's the way they win the game. I, I cannot see their offense putting up a ton of points. The weather is going to be nasty. It's going to be gross. A lot of rain in the forecast. You give the ball to Saquon, and good things can happen for the Giants in this game. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Eagles are going to want to do that too. I think the game gets shortened. I think the timing of the game, you know, the clock's going to be moving. Giants just got to run the ball and keep it dirty. And they lose this game 24-20 and, and hold on. And the, and the Eagles hold on, and they probably go to 12-1. and one. But I'm going to take the Giants plus seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tito's all about the dogs this week, too. He's, oh, <laughs> he's about the dogs every week. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I think uh, – I don't – are we expecting Jordan Davis back? I know he was he was he taken played off last of week. IR. Okay, he, he did played okay. last week. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big get back for them. I was gonna say because I mean, we know the Eagles' run defense has struggled, so I think that they can move the ball. But like you said, I, I think this game definitely shortens up here. I think there is, uh, I guess, just a classic NFC East late December game that I, I, I getting a touchdown with the dog here. I think you just have to take it. Like you said, it's just a system play against and again against a team that is just they've got to eventually kind of find their level as far as you can't just keep getting away with, you know, they're going to be getting by with all these wins. We've talked about how easy the Eagles schedule is. Uh -huh. You know, they really haven't played a difficult schedule. So they're, they're, they're primed to, to drop one here. Completely uh, agree. Completely agree. Uh, number one. Go number one it. pick of the week. And I feel like I was just foreshadowing saying they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> and I had a feeling when I was putting this in, Dan, I hope that you're here with me on this one, because I think a lot of people are going to look at this line in this game and go, Huh? The Detroit Lions are favored against the Minnesota Vikings? How can that be? But the Minnesota Vikings record tells me that they're very good, right? It tells me that they're a great team because their record says so. But even Vegas knows that records are not telling the whole story and that Detroit is just the better team than the Minnesota Vikings. They rank higher offensively, DVOA. They rank higher special teams, DVOA, which we're going to get to the special teams of the Vikings more later. I got some stats for that ah. because that's a disaster right now. Uh, and they are about a wash defensively. They're 18th and 19th uh, at defensively DVOA. So that's a wash. And that's this game is going to come down to how well Detroit can stop Minnesota on offense. Detroit's offense is going to move the ball. Absolutely no problem. Uh, and games with Amon Ross St. Brown healthy, Jared Goff is third in EPA per attempt amongst all quarterbacks. Uh, they are one of the highest. They are the third highest in um, yards per drive, uh, only behind the Eagles and the Bengals with that combo of quarterback uh, and wide receiver there. They also rank sixth in EPA per drive on the season, which includes games that Amon Ron St. Brown is out. So this offense is just absolutely rolling. And Minnesota's defense over the last three games uh, and over the course of the season is dead last in yards per game allowed on defense. Over the last three, they're allowing 450 yards per game. And that includes Dak Prescott, Mike White, and Mac Jones being the quarterbacks. On the season, they're allowing – over 360 yards per game. Meanwhile, Detroit's offense is putting up 360 yards per game on the other side. And then, again, something I think that can also come down and make this game ugly, and it's just classic Minnesota with their kicker problems, and it happens all these, te these teams that are, man, they're getting away with it, and they're getting lucky, and then it's going to show its head in the playoffs. Maybe it shows its head this week, but I know in the playoffs, Minnesota, Greg Joseph, he is dead last in the NFL in his extra point make percentage amongst qualified kickers that have played enough games, he is making extra points at below 85%. Everybody else is, you know, in the nineties, hundreds, he is below 85% on his uh, extra points made. He is also bottom five in field goal percentage at below 80% at 
percent. Detroit Matt, is the better team. Let me just say, when I went to that Vikings game, they are the nicest fans in the world, but they hate Greg Joseph. They absolutely, they are like, why is this guy on our team? Like every single fan I talk to, just like, please don't miss, please don't miss. Every time he's up to bat. It because they've been here before. It is going to burn them eventually. Like uh-huh. it is going to happen. Uh, and again, so I just think that people are going to look at this game and say, why is Minnesota a dog? The public's going to be all over Minnesota because of they're going to look at the records. Chris Cutso looking at the records and his power rankings <laughs> is just ranking top to bottom wins and losses. But there's a lot more that goes into these games. And Detroit is rolling since the bye week. Uh, they have, again, they're up to 19th defensively DVOI. Well, Vikings are 18th, but the Vikings were top 10 early season DVOA mm-hmm. and are coming down. And Detroit is crawling themselves out of the basement that they were in. At, they were bottom three for the first, you know, five, six, allowing 30 points per game for the first few games of this year. So they're really crawling themselves out of the basement. Uh, like I said, heading in different directions, Detroit minus two and a half. Just tell me your ride with me, Dan. The Cowardly Lion. That's what I look at this game. I mean, it's the scariest number one ever. But if you keep going down the yellow brick road, you will meet the Wizard of Oz. And this is a horse of a different color, my friends. We are on the Lions. We are mind-melding. I hope you got the good number. Uh, It's two and a half right now. I got a minus one early in the week. So I feel very, very good about that. Um, Opened plus one. So if you saw on Sunday night, you had an absolutely unbelievable number. Monday morning was still at minus one. And I said, that makes no sense. That's got to be a Vegas trap. Give me the Lions. Like everybody's going to say that. Everybody's going to be like, what on earth? So here's some historical analysis for you. This is the first sub-500 team to be favored in December or later against a team with above an 80% winning percentage. Since 2004, Michael Vick's Falcons lost as a dog. And they were, I believe they were like 11-2 and or something, uh, against Tampa Bay. And they were one-and-a-half-point dog. It just doesn't make any sense. But you're hitting everything on the head. Minnesota continues to be overinflated. They are an average football team. They're average offense. They're an average defense. Detroit is a monster on offense the last few weeks, especially. And even in my power ratings, even though I do have Minnesota ranked ahead of them, I still think that Detroit's offense is vastly, vastly getting improved. And here's why. The last three weeks, second in the league in these categories, number two in the league the last three weeks in all these categories, Third down offense, red zone offense, punts per play, points per play, fourth quarter scoring, that's where the Vikings win, and points per game. Number two in all those categories the last three weeks. Meanwhile, Minnesota offense, bottom five, pass yards per attempt, rush yards per game, yards per play, points per play. The Detroit defense is still suspect, but Matt, this is another case where Kirk Cousins is going up against a team that gives up a lot of points. And in those games, in t- against teams, giving up 24 points per game or more in December or later, Kirk Cousins is 1-6 straight up, and he's 1-6 against the spread. They can't keep doing this. They have won 12 straight as a favorite. 12 straight, okay? I'm sorry, as a dog. Um, As a favorite, yeah. The last loss came last December against Detroit. And Detroit has also covered four straight against Minnesota. People forget that. They haven't done that since 1986. That was the last time they did that. And in the last 20 years, one more little system play for you. In the last 20 years, teams with a 70% win percentage that are listed as dogs, 48, 66, and three against the spread. Matt, I'm hungry. And you know what I'm hungry for? 
I'm hungry for kneecaps. That's what I'm hungry for. Give me the Lions. 52% of the bets on Minnesota. 95% of the money is coming in on Detroit. It is the biggest pros-Joes game ever. It has moved a full three points, three and a half points. You got to take Detroit. Even though it's two and a half, you got to take the Lions here. Let's freaking – you want to talk about riding. We're yeah. taking the ugliest team on the board. No question that we're putting our faith in the fighting Dan Campbells. Again, there's two types of NFL bets. There's people that are going to look at this game again and say – the Vikings are a dog. This is this is this is a crazy Vegas. They're just handing me money. They just want me to have money by making a Minnesota Vikings a dog. And then there's people at us that look like that, and they go, Detroit worst record. It makes no sense. I can't wait to bet the Lions. Like if the more confusing that line is, you're like, how on earth? It's because you gotta watch the games. You got to watch the games. You can't just look at the records and just tell me who's better. There's just two types of betters in this world that are going to look at that game very, very differently. Uh, and I'm very glad. I knew, I knew, I knew when I saw this. I said, "This is mine and Dan's number one." Play. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is ultimate. This is ultimate. Ultimate. We have had our eyes locked in on the Vikings for many <laughs> weeks now. We have been had them in our scopes. And this is this is the week. I just knew it as soon as I saw this bet. This 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 pick. This is maybe our ugliest card. I mean, for me, Denver, Cleveland, Buffalo, the Giants, and the Lions. That's a pretty ugly card. Yeah, I've got Denver, Denver, Sam Darnold, Tyler Huntley, <laughs> the Giants, and Detroit. <laughs> it's really bad. Hey. We went four and one last week, didn't we? Let's just make it five and up. We love bad teams. Oh, do we love bad teams? All right. Any leans? I have two. Um, I told you, Carolina. How are we feeling about the Jacksonville Jaguars getting three and a half or four against the Titans? I feel like that's probably going to be on my list. Uh, yeah, it can't be. And we don't know about Trevor Lawrence right now. So that yeah, is that's true. If it's CJ Beathard. Pass big, big time <laughs> pass, but uh, and Ryan Tannehill got hurt kind of last week as well. So, I mean, there, there, there's injury bug on, on both sides. How Trevor Lawrence came back and played in the second half of that game, I thought, I mean, I thought it was like got like Joe Theismann in that, like that was huh. like the way it got rolled up was disgusting. Uh, and then obviously, we saw like Jimmy G a few minutes later, or a few, few moments, so after that, sad, really oh, went out for this, really so it hurts, hurts me right in the heart that that beautiful Roman god just went down like that. And and that is actually that's that's a game that I want to get to. It's kind of in my leans. Uh, well, two two teams from last week. So first of all, I almost I almost want to take Miami in that one. I'm surprised that you didn't take the Chargers. I thought you were taking the Chargers for sure this week. Uh, but again, no, I also hate absolutely not. You can't trust that defense again. As much absolutely as like not taking Miami as a three point favorite on the road is like gross. But I can't trust the Chargers defense, no. who is like one of the worst at allowing explosive plays to come up and, and, and play against these guys again. You always like to bet back the Chargers as a dog, but that's just stay away on that one on Sunday night. How about Brock Purdy being a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Tom Brady? <laughs> what do you think about that game? Because that – I almost want to take San Fran again because I just – how is this offense of the Bucks going to score on the defense? Like this offense last week again, Monday night, just the worst team for 52 minutes. And then they pull, you know, Tennis Allen, just the amount of dumb stuff that happened at the end of that game so they can get that win. Do you lay three and a half with Brock Purdy against Tampa? Let me tell you something right now. Do not let Tom Brady win this game. I am telling you right now, Lou, you, <laughs> Lou, you're right with it. If this man wins this game, he's going home. He's going back. San Fran. Hey, he's got a new girlfriend. He's got a new girlfriend, and she is at, let's just say. That's meow. She is, she's an upgrade. She's, oh, she's an upgrade. upgrade. Okay. She's an upgrade. I don't know about that one. At, not money-wise, but she's an upgrade. Um, let's just say this. Vikings are overrated. Niners are missing their quarterback. Eagles play a bad schedule. Cowboys 
our cheeks in the playoffs. Don't let this don't let this man win this game because you are gonna open up a can of worms that you don't want it. He will do what he did last week. You give him an opening, he will take it and he will kill you. Damn. So I like forty I like the 49ers this week because I don't think the 49ers need a quarterback, honestly, to really win that much. Like I think to hand the ball off and don't be stupid, don't turn the ball over. Yes, Jimmy G is a good quarterback. Let's let's let me say that. Danny. He is good and he will be missed. But don't let Tom Brady win this game. That's all the, can, the can is open, Danny. It's, it's already open. open. It's been open for quite some time. They've been floating around. He just has to win the division. Oh, Can's open. There. That's it. it. I'm just saying. It, I guess he has to win the division. That's it. And they're six and six. And they probably will win the division. And they're probably in the playoffs. But all I'm saying is now is the time where this is where he usually steps on people's faces. That's all I'm saying. The Bucks are plus seven fifty to win the NFC right now. Seven fifty for the go. Don't huh. let him win. <laughs> How about that? That's all I want to say. All I want to say. Interesting. All I want to say. Uh, you taking the Texans sixteen and a half? Absolutely not. Positively <laughs> not. We saw how the we saw what the Cowboys could do last week against the Colts. And I think I, you know, again, I think a lot of people will probably back the Cowboys because of that. And maybe it is the time to take the Texans because again, seventy. That's so many points. But again, things get out of hand very fast. If the Cowboys can just score offensively, defensively, like too easily. So I think that uh, had I, to I do can't. more with the Colts, though. I, I, the Colts just everything they did just were screwed up and. Who wins a 33 nothing in the fourth quarter? It's the most ridiculous thing of all time. Like, that's just not going to happen again. I would not put my money on the Texans. I don't want any part of this game. But to me, I could definitely see them covering at least. And, and again, kind of similar to how the Dolphins played. Get up 28 nothing at the half. Coach the rest of the way. Win mm-hmm. the game 31-17. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, just, just do yourself a favor. Just don't bet that game. Just don't bet that game. It's not, there's, 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 well, there's not a ton of other things on the card, but there are a lot of better options. (laughs) Let's get to the specials. Let's do the specials. Uh, I told you uh, that game's going to be a absolute muck fest in, in uh, the Meadowlands. I I, I like this game. Philly and the Giants, both teams want to run the football. It's 45 and a half. It's not a super low total. It is low, but it's not super low. 43 degrees. Maybe they're calling for a quarter inch of rain in the game and 10 to 15 mile power winds. We know how that stadium is an absolute wind tunnel. Not a ton of wind, but 11 miles per hour in a rainstorm. That could be enough. That could definitely be enough to get you the under. So I'll take the under 45 and a half, and that makes me lean Giants as well for Philly and New York. What is in the magic hat today? Maddie Spiels locked in. He's not ill-prepared. He is very much focused and ready to win and give us back our money. We This one is going to get us right back to where we need to be if we get this this week. And that's that's another part of it. It gave me a little confidence. gave me a little just like a little sign, a little omen that we're going to get right back up to where we want to be. Um, we're going to start off with Carolina here. I think Carolina is very uh, a very live dog uh, going into mm. Seattle. Again, I just think that's – High variance there. I know, again, tough to rely on Sam Darnold in the spot, but I got to do it. I mean, there's just only so many options I have this week, so I will take them at plus 168 um, right now. And, again, I didn't want to touch the spread because Cincinnati Bengals are 17-3 and against the spread in their last 20, but Cleveland is 4-0 against Joe Burrow, and we are going to take the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns uh, here and Deshaun Watson to maybe look a little bit better in his second week back. Uh, plus 205, giving us on the parlay plus 717. Is that what it is? Yes, plus 717. So we'll get us just about right back to, to water's level, just a hair underneath. Uh, but it's going to get it most of the way back. So that is the money line parlay. Cleveland plus 205, Carolina plus 168. That'll get us just enough to get our lips above the water so we can take a breath. That's Absolutely. all we need to do. Honestly, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Carolina, ship that quarterback out of there and then take the Browns, the team that he came from. 
with Deshaun Watson now. This is a good one. I like this one. All right. All right. All Confidence. Right. Confidence. Confidence is good. I like this one. All right. The narrative. There's plenty of foot. Lots of very big, impactful divisional games. Lots of big matchups this week. Lewis scours the internet every week. He finds something for you that people will be talking about on Monday morning. What say you, my friend? Well, we got a couple games. We've got four games listed here. I haven't officially picked, uh, but even – well, I have. I have picked. Uh, Joe Burrow can't beat the Browns. I don't want to do it two weeks in a row, but but we're riding with the Brownies. You guys had plus wow. seven, six and a half on my board, but I'll take your seven wherever you found that one. No, we got six. No, six, six. Oh, six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. oh, sorry. I'm talking. You guys have uh, seven for the Giants. I have six and a half. Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, well, I want my six and a half for the Cleveland uh, Browns, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, he's never beaten the Browns. Are we going to make it five and oh? I don't know about that part, but the points, I want the points. All right. Okay. Uh, Deshaun Watson hopefully figures it out this week. Last week was not good. He got saved by his defense and the special teams. Uh, also against the stinky Texans, like I told you, they just. They're they're anemic. They're so bad. They're really brutal. Uh, I'm not making it official. Dan, I told you before, the New York Jets, nine and a half. That's a lot of points. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of freaking points. I kind of, mm, I don't want to make that one official. I don't. I, I will bet. No, it. you don't. I know you don't. Yeah. Uh, cause <laughs> Jets, because I've been down this road before. Uh, New England. No, no, New England. Minus one and a half. It's, it's, I mean, that's probably the play, honestly. And because the Cardinals are such a freaking mess. I know. And this is a, but Murray with the running quarterback, they actually beat him in 2020 with Cam Newton um, in, in New England. I just, they're going to be, there's a good chance they could be eight and six in two weeks. And it's not going to matter because they can't beat any good teams. So I, I just, it might be a good play, but. You ready? How about this? Yeah. Here's one for you. New England minus one and a half. Lock it in. Okay. So the New York Jets. Official. The New York Jets will lose, but they will cover that line. We will be tied again, my friend. How about oh, that's that? Annoying. That's it annoying. is, isn't it? Don't you hate that? So annoying. Uh, last one. Yeah. He's got a new girlfriend. I knew you were coming. Tommy's got this, a new girlfriend. Is this a trifecta? Are we going I, triple? You know what? You can put all four. Whatever. I don't care. Quadruple. Bet the I, I really don't care. Uh, Why'd you put a fifth then, in? What the heck? You know, we're gonna take. The, uh, you want me to take a fifth? Uh, what do you want? We're me doing to do? five every week. Why don't you take a five? Go ahead. Tampa Bay, uh, three and a half. New girlfriend, giving her a tour around Tampa. It, it, life's good again. He's figuring it out. It, Tampa's. I mean, come on. Tom Brady's like the new Leo DiCaprio. He's Leonardo DiCaprio of the he NFL. Really is. I mean, come on. The guy's great. He might look like Skeletor. But the man is picking up new women. Uh, life's good. He's going back to San Fran, like you said. San Fran kid, get the job done. They're not playing Tua. You already know how much, you know, mm. that clearly didn't look good. Is it going to be Purdy against the GOAT? Probably not. Probably not at all. Not going to be uh, Purdy for them. Uh, no. My my fifth game would be Buffalo actually wins. That's the... Oh, so Buffalo money line. That's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> no. <that's... laughs> but... All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Lewis, always providing the entertainment and, and scouring the internet. That's going to do it. Matty Ice, we'll see you soon uh, next week. But I pray to God the Broncos cover being one of our picks. New England hopefully just wins the game. I don't care really uh, until two weeks from now. So um, have a great week. Enjoy it. Hey, let's just try. Like I said, we got to improve on four and one. Five and zero oh is the only option. Mm -hmm. What do we do? The only thing we can do, Maddie. If it's not this week, it's got to. You know, this is the last week to do it. Let's ride. Let's ride. Here we go, and we're doing it, and putting our principles and our and our money where our mouth is. We'll see you next week for Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone, and Maddie Ice, Maddie C, Matt Silverth. I am Dan Zampana. We'll see you next week on the Sunday Card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. 
You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.